0: Hello, good evening. And where am I? Here I am. <laughs> welcome, to, <laughs> welcome to the Gunnerstown pub for this post-match pubcast um, where we're discussing Arsenal's win against Molde, uh, 3-0 win in the group stage of the Europa League. And I'm joined here by the fantastic Josh Turvey. Uh, hi, Josh. How are you doing?
1: Awesome. Awesome. Hi, Paul. Thank you for having me here.
0: Good to have you. And I'm um, joined by Gav, who fell asleep during the game. And that's why, we, that's why we started late. And you know what? I don't blame you. Gav, how are you well, doing? We, mate? we would have started a little bit earlier if you worked to
2: out a question the buttons properly, wouldn't we? <laughs> uh,
0: yep, it's my, it's my fault. What can I say? Um, anyway, so if you're joining us, um, we will be able to see your comments on Periscope uh, at Periscope TV forward slash Gunnarsan Tube. Or G- Gunnerstown Pub at Facebook forward slash she and at YouTube forward slash Gunnerstown Tube. So um, I'll put those links up on the page. Um, we'd love to know your thoughts about the scintillating Arsenal performance that we witnessed tonight. <laughs> um, Josh, <laughs> what, what was your hot take on the game?
1: Ah oh, man, honestly, I'm just happy to see us score a goal from open play. To be fair, you know, it's been a it's been a hot minute, and um, I mean, I know I know that you can't really level that criticism at us in like the El so much, but when the or in Europe rather, but um, even still, it was just a it, I don't know. It seemed like for the whole team, it seemed like a massive relief to finally get that that one that first one, you know. Yeah,
0: it um, was a sense of desperation, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Gav, what did, what were you all, apart from falling asleep, <laughs> I think that about sums it up, right?
2: Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, well, luckily, I'm well, I'm not sure if it's lucky or not, but I mean, I managed to stay awake for the whole of the first half, oh. which was just a bit dull. We was, a, again, whether it was the... The pitch, or the players, or whatever—we just seemed a little bit slow and a little bit sluggish, and not too sharp in places. And yeah. uh, and that was it, really. And like, so we come out second half, and it was two quickish kind of goals, really. And then it was game over from there, really. Mm. So yeah, it was. We, you know, we won. We scored three goals, apparently. Uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> third goal,
0: the third goal was a good one, Kev. Um, yeah, man. You know, because ba- Balogun, who there's been talk about, I think, this week, that you know they've reopened talks about signing him. Um, he was brought on as a sub, I think, maybe around the 80th minute, somewhere around there. Um, he'd been on about 20 seconds. There was a throw-in. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, basically, it, it went across the Tierney, Tierney cut it into Emile Smith-Rowe, Smith-Rowe passed it across the Balagan, took one beautiful touch, swivel, turned and and shot it into the top right corner, and that was it. Oh, yeah. History. Balaguna. Yeah, yeah. Balagoon. That was a, Balagoon, yeah. Absolutely. Mm. So it, that's exciting, and, and Smithrow obviously got a bit of a run out. You know, what do you think of that, Josh? Um, like the youngsters getting? A-
1: to be honest with you, that's uh, now. Well, now that I think we've guaranteed our progression, it would just be really nice to see like us populating the next two games with only our youngsters. Actually, I feel like you know, I'd love to see. It was brilliant to see ESR on the field, um, and especially getting that like assist as well. Um, yeah. Could honestly not have been happier. I mean, it didn't really feel like he had like enough time necessarily to impose him his like style of play on the game or dictate play or anything like that. But he looked sharp when he had the ball. Man. I mean, it's nice to just see a natural a natural ten in the ten role for it. it feels like it's been eons since we've we've seen that. You know, so it was. I was really happy to see Emil on the on the field and especially like linking up with KT those are like so it was such a it was so nice to see three such likable people you know <laughs> linking yeah. up and getting getting a goal for us you know and yeah uh, yeah following it's brilliant man i was very very happy with that
0: and Kev, what did you think about um like reese nelson getting a run out and um you know willock and meta niles you know the the hail and youngsters you know like yeah no, pretty was, consistent right yeah
2: i mean it's, it's always good to see isn't it really uh yeah. I mean, I say, mean, I used to love going and watching the the early rounds of the League Cup and and games like games like this when sort of they were bringing through youngsters. That's that's like the exciting thing to see, really. So, I mean, yeah, we started with quite a few, and then obviously, by the sounds of it, a couple more got on the pitch as well. Uh, it's likely, I think, that you know, we're guaranteed through whether or not we're guaranteed top or not, but mm-hmm. you can see a sort of. More of them starting for the remaining two games, as, as well, uh, which would be a good thing. And I thought Reese Nelson was, was looked okay from from what I saw. I mean, like I said, I think we're trying to work it out. I think I must have fallen asleep around the 70th minute. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, don't don't ask. It's you know, it's, a, it's it's a been busy, busy right? Yeah, conquering America. Uh, you know. well, <laughs> I don't know. I honestly don't know why. I mean, I know I had a a couple of beers this afternoon, and I had a big, stodgy dinner, and that, that's it. The next minute, you know, you're uh, you're in your comfy. I mean, my comfy seat on my sofa, and the next minute, I'm <laughs> drooling, <laughs> drooling I'm, out you know, of birthday. I mean,
0: Drilling out of both sides because you've been described as pretty level-headed by
1: most of your friends. It could um, have also been just out of sheer relief, like after seeing us finally just put two in, you know, just like, oh, God, thank God. I can rest in peace. We're not
2: impotent. But, but I mean, they they did okay. I mean, Paul, who was the – I'll throw this one back at you, mate. Who did you think out of Mm -hmm. the the youngsters, who did you think was sort of impressed the most tonight?
0: Um, I think they were all pretty solid. There's something about Ainsley Maitland-Niles that, um, he just kind of, he just seems to be so, um, uh, consistent, you know, like I've noticed of late, he just, he's in the right place at the right time. He puts a foot in, he's very calm under pressure. He seemed to, he didn't put a foot wrong, you know, so I was, um, I was impressed with that. So I think, um. Uh, Joe Willick had a good game. I th- I, you know, he he always impresses me when he gets the ball and he just kind of glides through three or four tackles, just seems to shrug them off. It's an amazing talent he has, and I'd love to see that happen more. Um, I don't think he had as much forward impetus as he normally might have in a game. I found that, funnily enough, Shaka was the person who was like, come on, let's just <laughs> cut through the crap and let's let us advance, you know? And it was nice to see Shaka doing that. It was a uh, unusual...
2: I mean for like I say, I thought especially during the first half that and me and Chris I think I actually brought this up when me and Chris were speaking after the last game that Lacazette was almost starting as a as an eight to ten in the yes, exactly. ten role. Yeah. Uh, which is where you thought that uh, uh Willock mm. would be best sort of starting. So I mean I, I think Willock almost started off a bit deeper in the game. Uh, yeah, so it it, it was one of those. Do you know what I mean? It's it's nice to see and obviously Willock for his overall development he's got to sort of be able to play anywhere in central midfield. Yeah. So it might have been a bit of a smart move from Arteta to do that or or whether or not he was just testing out what it would be like with Lacazette playing in that role because he, when he plays up front on his own he kind of takes in positions naturally a lot anyway. True. So, you know, is it Arteta saying that's where you've got to go, or them just realizing that's where he's most effective? Because he's obviously Lacazette isn't the most
0: effective in the number nine position, is he?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It was the first time. It was the first time I really saw structurally. It seemed almost like a, you know, like a tactical thing. You know, with with Alex kind of dropping, there were always three people in front of him. You know, he was never, he was never one of those top three. Did you notice that, Josh? You think it was a, you think it was a good move Um, because he used to drop back and then there was nobody there (laughs) when you needed him, you know? Um, Yeah,
1: I think think what Gavin says is actually true. It seems to be, I think, as Arteta's tenure has kind of gone on, he seems to be assuming those roles, or that role rather, naturally game after game anyways. But for some strange reason, we've not been able to really pull – sorry, obviously this isn't referring to this game – But in some of the other games, we've not seen Alba or Pepe or who Willian, I guess, more frequently, kind of occupying that central role, you know, because so it's been kind of strange. As you say, we've just been left with this kind of like gaping hole in the middle, because Lacazette will drop back. Alba and Willian won't move in, and everyone's getting pushed out on the wings, and we end up like having to do this like horseshoe pass shape at the back of our, you know, so it's, I, I think, I think it was, um, I don't know, I think Like I said, like, for as much as his goal scoring has definitely dried up co- almost completely now, he does graft really hard, you know, in those, yeah. like, whole, in that hold-up play, and, and there are still aspects to his game which I find that he does really, really well, kind of like an unsung, you know, uh, he's not really receiving much praise, but, um, I think he he's he's been playing he's been playing all right, Aldacazet in that in that kind of role. But I think it would be nice for them. What was nice about tonight? I think it was it was, it was less ambiguous. You know, he was very evidently told that that's where he's got to be, and right. so so I think when well, he made it was,
0: space for Enketia, right? I think that mm, that was totally. it. Seemed like that. You know, so having them both on the pitch for a change, because normally they they substitute for each other. I think. Somebody had to take a, you know, like a a different role and maybe having Lacazette as that kind of disruptor, you know, like Mm -hmm. I've said in that 8 to 10 kind of channel, um, you know, maybe that was, you know, helped with Eddie because Eddie had some chances. What did you, Gav, what did you think of Eddie's game for what you saw before you dropped off? Well, a a
2: couple of my mates were slagging him off rotten every time he had a half chance or missed one, so... I probably used the last £5 free bet That I had on Skybet To chuck him on as next goal scorer uh, Only for Pepe to score minutes afterwards um, yeah, so, But uh, uh, The header He should have done better with the header You should have uh, I Yeah I, I think he was The one that he scored That was offside I think like I say I, I haven't seen it back But I think that was probably very very close So he yeah. was a little bit unlucky there uh, oh, bear with me I have, have a little visitor
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah there's a comment here on, on the screen In case you can't read it by Campino Snitch Says Nketi didn't have the best of games Hopefully Balogun's impact will get a good reaction from him um, That's a good comment. That's very good comment um, I'm hoping that Balogun Gets a run in the Premier League too Because I think the one thing Eddie seems to Have is he gets Bumped off the ball like Really easily you know, like he gets, he doesn't have that kind of low center of gravity and strength that, like, you know, Lacazette like might have. And Balogun seems, you know, he's got some, he's a unit, you know what I mean? He looks like he mm. could hold his space. What do you think, Josh?
1: Yeah, you know? I, I mean, I think, in all honesty, Balogun's chance is long overdue, if anything, actually. You know, um, he's been he's been tearing it up um, in the kind of, like, youth um games and what have you so i I mean i i I love it i'd love to see him do really well as well you know i really want him to succeed here um but i think he just i think i think he does need another person another name to kind of maybe take some of the pressure off because he looks like because he's been doing bits you know for england um under 21 and and breaking the record um and all of that stuff but I think he just needs another name there to kind of take that pressure off when he plays for Arsenal, because there are some times where he just kind of snatches up things. And his offside tonight was interesting. I think even the commentator said, like their first thing was his his arms were offside,
0: and so yeah, which you can't it, score with, right? So. Exactly.
1: So so it just it just it did seem a little bit a little bit unfortunate. But did
2: you yeah. did you two have that bloody woman on as well? <laughs> did you
0: have B- like well, B- I mean, I don't right? know what. Yeah, but yeah, BT two. Gav, Josh yeah. is in Manchester. He's a he's he's um he's a in Manchester right now. Oh, sorry, um, <laughs> sorry
2: to hear that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but
0: man. he's actually Josh is one of the main reasons that I got back into um into football. Um, I was dating his mum for for a couple of years, and Josh was at high school at the time, so he's a little younger than me. But um, we used to play FIFA together, you know, play as a team, you know. It was and we were always, you know. Arsenal and kind of, you know, we would we would go to of... like
1: we would go to the beach um, for like <laughs> a month long holiday, and, Paul, <laughs> and be, <laughs> Paul and I would <laughs> just be
0: Paul and I would just glued
1: to FIFA, just playing like yeah,
0: it was it was great, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, quality. So you two yeah, were nearly quality, holiday, not related, but we were. He was nearly Almost. your best son. I was
1: nearly, yeah, I was nearly well. I kind of felt like a stepdad for a while. For a little while. Oh, that's weird.
0: Yeah. So so we didn't have I didn't have that. uh, Whoever the comment was,
2: oh, she she, she was. uh, uh, It's the second, I think it's the second or third time I've heard her, and she's Mm.
0: absolutely dreadful. So, (laughs) absolutely (laughs) dreadful. Arnie Arneson says, "Why don't you change the channel <laughs> when she's on?" Yeah, you, you, you don't have, have the option, I'm sure. So, no. Um, I mean, at, at one point, my sound cut out, and I was
2: debating leaving the sound off. That's how <laughs> that's how bad it was. The, thing, but, but, but
1: the the one thing I will say about her, though, Gav, not to not to disagree with you at all, but the one thing that I don't mind about her so much is she she is actually quite complimentary of the the Arsenal youngsters, like she does, mm. so, but um, but I I do hear what you mean. Like her reading of the game might not be that insightful,
2: really. So well, um, there's a, uh, it's it's a it's a tick box. Like I say, it's, it's a shame because I'm I'm not being sexist about it, and. Alex Scott is probably somebody I'd actually turn the TV over to to watch. Yeah, very true. Yeah. Uh, and there's a, there's a couple of other other women uh, commentators that are, are decent and and as anything as good as the men. Uh, but like I say, I mean, you know, she, she's up there with the Michael Owens of. Crackness <laughs> and Steve McManaman, you know what I mean? She's right the way up there with that and this it, it, is shame because it gives the decent women commentators a bad name when, you know, when they, duck, when they do that,
0: but never mind, never mind. You know, the, you know it's uh, you know great is there's occasions that I have to watch a game with like normally Liverpool or United or Chelsea supporters, you know, like my brother's friends or they're around and when righty is on, like to a T, every single time he's on commentating or doing anything at halftime or whatever, all of them say, I could listen to that guy talk all the time. He just has the most positive, non-judgmental, non he's just so humble. You know, he doesn't have that arrogance that that like the Neville's and the uh, Rios and these people have. It's so annoying, <laughs> my God. <laughs> no, anyway, that's a good shout out for righty, but tell me something what did you think of uh, uh Runnison, Josh in his second clean sheet appearance for the first team Gunnar Gunnison. him yeah, um, Gunnar Gunnison. He's, no, no, no,
1: he's i mean to be honest, he hasn't had much to do there there are moments where he does seem a little bit shaky, but I honestly feel like. He's got like all of the hallmarks. I, he hasn't had enough game time, I, I don't think, to really pass like a proper a judgment. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I can't I can't really um, say say anything with confidence. <coughs> but he definitely does look like he's got all the hallmarks of like a modern goalkeeper. You know, yeah. he doesn't seem to shy away from playing the ball out with his feet. He, he looks he looks looks keen to get the get the ball. You know, he got lucky. Actually. He got lucky with that
2: shot. He did miss the ball, didn't he? One he did he jumped right arm. over it. True, he true, ran true. A, Yeah, he, he ran out to avoid and jumped it completely. Over. Yeah. But, that,
1: but I guess that's what Polly was also saying earlier. Is like, um, that's was a thanks dummy. to, it was <laughs> 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 but thanks to um, Ainsley as well, because it just shows how yeah, well he was right Ainsley there. is yeah. reading
0: the game at the moment. You know, Mister yeah. yeah. Reliable. He was, he was lucky with that. I don't know how that guy managed Missed. to miss the shot. Miss the <laughs> shot. Yeah. Know? But he did manage to fairly convincingly squash his nuts against the post, which I thought oh. was quite convincing. <laughs> it's always um, it's always good to see that, isn't it? It, it is, it's especially when they sit when they sit up like somebody's just been given adrenaline after a heart attack. You know, they like <laughs> slide in, nuts hit the post, and then the body just does that ninety degree jackknife. It's a it's, <laughs> good it's a good move. It's the the nut post jackknife. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah so um, you know just talking about um, you know our lack of score and creativity I didn't get a strong feeling tonight that we'd k- kind of advanced much in that regard we had a couple of I mean we took our chance as well but I didn't feel like we were really creating decent goal scoring chances for I mean most of the first half did we did we even test their keeper I don't, you know, I don't think so Right? Oh, there was that lob. Maitland-Niles did that weird lob mm. that, that the goalie ran back and tipped over the park. You know, kind of. But um, yeah. how do we solve? How do we solve that problem, Gav? What's what are we going to do?
2: <coughs> I don't know. I mean, obviously, you know, as we as we spoke about earlier, Arteta's sort of trying something different tonight, and he, he did try something different. He's sort of trying to play, trying to bulk up the midfield at the same time as having. Three players, and it, they were trying to put the the Freddie ball through to uh, to Eddie. It was unlucky. I think it was a great tackle uh, yeah, by a defender works. on him in the first half. I thought it was a brilliant tackle. Uh, so he, he's trying different things, and when you look at it, really, I mean, he's playing with two strikers and two wingers tonight, and. Uh, like I say it still wasn't quite quite there, but if you sort of transferred maybe Lacazette's positioning uh and you put a banging hand up front, that that may have worked uh a little bit better. Maybe if you had a sacker down the left, that would have worked a little bit better. I mean, Pepe to me is I like that the one thing I like about Pepe, right? before I really stalk him. Uh is he always tries. He's always trying and He doesn't hide, yeah. He doesn't mm-hmm. hide. He does some things and they just do not come off. He's he's getting the ball and he's trying to take his man on and it doesn't come off. But he's not hiding once that happens. He's getting mm-hmm. the once he gets the ball back, he's he's trying to go again. So I like that about him, but obviously he's overall positioning and play it does leave a little bit to be desired really. I mean it's yeah. this is one of these games. I mean, I know he scored a beautiful goal and you know, he had one that hit the crossbar, which was probably a, a better shot than the goal, to be fair. True. Uh but this is the game where this is the game where you want him to get a couple of goals and a couple of assists and and absolutely look like he's the 72 million pound player on the pitch. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And he, we're, we're still not quite getting that from him. And I think he
0: was, he felt, it felt like he was a little bit desperate tonight. Uh, there were times when he normally, he might've, you know, like laid it off where it seemed like he was really trying to force a square peg into a round hole and, and and get that goal. And I'm glad he got it. Um, but, um, you know, he can be frustrating at times. There's one thing he does, Josh, it probably annoys you too is on the break, it seems like there's times when he's like so busy trying to play like, to- like a cat with a mouse. He's like trying to play with a toy with the player in <laughs> yeah, front of him true, that he wastes like a half a minute and they're back in formation and the, the transition, mm-hmm. the attack is, is gone. You find that? I mean, yeah, I mean um, our transitions are just not very to, transition-y. To, to, be, to be honest with you, <laughs> you I, know? I feel like that is actually,
1: it, that's, that's for me the, the biggest issue. At Arsenal at the moment is our transitions like Pepe. What well, obviously again, there's a, there's a different class to playing in the um,
0: in the yeah. French league
1: uh, and also in Europa. Uh, but yeah. but but Pepe really does seem to be someone who thrives on speed of transition and and a lot more space. You know, I think people have figured him out. Like his his kind of probing and stuff because he's very e- he's easy to man mark. You know, and that's yeah. that's how people. Deal with him. So, in order to get the best out of Pepe, the, the, the speed of transition, he needs to be running onto the ball. I think when it's fed into his feet, you're right. He, that's a really good analogy, actually, like the cat mouse sort of like playing with his food, um, thing. But when he's when he's running onto the ball, he does look deadly. Um, I don't think we've seen the best of Pepe um, at all.
0: Um, Have we seen, seen the worst? That? Probably. Uh, probably, I, I think so. I think so. You know what's interesting is is that Pepe would benefit more from running the channels that Hector seems to be running these days, and yes. let Hector be, and let Hector go to the you know and do those crosses like he was. I mean, yeah. Hector's having a good season, but it seems like Pepe is more lethal when he has that chance to cut in. Oh, no, and why wait three minutes for him to do it? You know. I um, think I,
1: th- I think Pepe and Ainsley are a better combination on the right hand side because Ainsley won't be, won't be moving into the half space, you know, so that will clear a lot of room for Pepe. Um, whereas oh, Bellerin fans. and be- Bellerin and Pepe seem to both be really wanting to get into that half space, you know, so... Right. Yeah, just, just, uh...
0: So with um, Pepe on a three-card ban, a um, three-match ban coming up, Willian was injured, right? He, he went, came off at halftime. Injured on, on Sunday. Um, how do you think Arteta's going to line things up um, against... Oh, who, who are we playing? Wolves, is it? Wolves, yeah, on, Wolves on Sunday. On Sunday. Yeah? Gav, what, what do you think? Well, I mean, obviously,
2: I, I, I don't even know whether Saka travelled. I Hopefully he didn't. Uh, so, I mean, you'd, you'd want to see Saka starting straight away. Uh, yeah. I would have thought we're going to see a bang yang uh, down the middle again, uh, and it wouldn't surprise me uh, if he starts Rhys Nelson.
1: Yeah, it, wouldn't, su- be. it
2: wouldn't, su- wouldn't surprise me at all if he starts Rhys Nelson, and then that eight to ten role again. It wouldn't
0: surprise me if he started uh, Lacazette again. Mm. So, because he hasn't yeah. really done that in the Premier League, Lacazette, like, like you know, playing behind another striker, well, like he did tonight.
2: It, See, that's the thing. I mean, it has been playing in that position every game he's played this year. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> that he shouldn't have but been playing in that position. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> so, uh, it, it's not an alien position. So, but, I mean, that wouldn't surprise me. And, and the fact that with Reese Nelson and Saka, you've, you've got oh, chances and opportunities throughout the game for them to sort of sw- switch over for 10, 15 minutes to mm-hmm. give the defender a, another issue. Uh to I me, mean, it, it's okay. I mean, it, it's like the, the the mold bloody left back tonight. Knew he was facing Pepe. Knew he had to try and show him the outside. And that's probably what he's just been thinking about the last two or three days. And that was instructions before he goes out. Uh, when you've got two players that can play both left and right, it gives the defender to sort of double the work and double the confusion. Uh, right. And I'd even think with, with that three up front, you know, they could they could at, at various points automatically just swap over where, where they end up at the end of a you know, a spell of possession. They could all literally almost keep those positions. Uh so I mean that that would be the three that I I think so I'd do. I wasn't impressed whatsoever with William. Uh, and like I say, I, I wouldn't want to
0: see him starting. To be fair, mm. right? Is Party back? Do
2: you know? I've no idea. Yeah, I was be just going to ask the same
1: thing. Actually,
2: I would have thought. I would have thought if he had, if he was definitely back, I would have thought we well, may have seen him for twenty minutes today, twenty minutes right. or half hour today. So the fact mm. he didn't travel might might hint really that he's he's not back unfortunately yeah. uh i don't think he'll but... be
1: starting even if he is you know he'll probably be a sub if, if at best probably mm.
0: so yeah. um so if Partey's not around would you um would you have like a ceballos Shaka? i thought shaka was good today i thought he was solid um you, do you like had... no don't you no i'm not crazy about him to be honest gav no. um I think you're mixing him up with lacquer Shaka, Laka Saka, Saka, Laka, Kraka, Shaka, yeah. Um, no I uh, yeah, I'm not crazy about Shaka, but I, I don't think he's as bad as people say. And tonight he I I do find that he has like um I think he has a number of passes in his arsenal. Um m- more than some of the other players on the pitch. I think he's I think he's capable of like some really, really good play. He he makes some good through balls. Today, he seems to be particularly ag- aggressive at, at advancing the ball, and I like to see that because it didn't seem like anyone else was really doing it. Um, so, Josh, against Wolves, um, if you've got Saka on the left, like Alba up front, um, Nelson on the right, and, and maybe, like I said, playing in the like a drop back nine, like a drop nine, is that, is mm-hmm. that even a position? False nine. Like a false nine. I don't know, um, who else, who would you put around, who would you, let's go from the forward backwards, who, who would you put next to Lacazette, would you play a 4-3-3 three, three, or like a 5-2-3, five, five, how would you play that?
1: I guess, I mean, I think we are starting to see like a, a, a gradual shift to a 4-3-3, three, three. you know, it seems yeah. to be, seems to be kind of creeping okay. in, also, Ateta, his formations are never as literal as they look. You know, because mm-hmm. he, he he always mixes it. The, the formations between defense and attack are so radically different. Um, so so, but I mean, as soon as Party came in, that four three three was like a, almost like an immediate switch. You know, I don't wow. know if he'd be willing to try that again against against Wolves. It'd be interesting to see without Party in the team. You know, if you're let's
0: presume he's not. Let's say he's not available. Like you said, he's not fit. He hasn't had a run out hasn't played a couple of games and there's been a break um, let's presume he isn't available for selection who would you who would you play if, if you were gonna agree with Gav, for instance and put like a four, three that. three
1: yeah okay cool well then I, I guess I don't I don't really feel like chaka put a foot wrong today you know um, I thought I thought he was kind of solid and you're right like we just don't see, he's too he it's such a shame he's so risk-averse you know because he he um, you're you're completely right. He has that in his locker. Sometimes he'll he'll spray a ball out wide or into the like a diagonal corner, and it's just brilliant. And you 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 wonder why he doesn't do it all of the time, you know. Mm. Um, but but um, I I think Shaq has probably done enough. He's been reliable enough for me in the last few months, uh, like going back into last season as well. I mean, um, to to warrant. To, for us to trust him in the starting birth, I think. This, 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 and this and alongside
0: thing. him, who who do you would you play Sabyas or would you Cibaios keep somebody like Willock, who's like a invisible glue kind it, of. It's a good question.
1: I don't, I don't know. I don't think I've got like an overwhelming preference. Sabyas uh, seems to have. He, he, again, he's got these flashes of excellence, Sabyas, mm. but he just doesn't seem to. I don't know. In recent, this is also recently, again, I think towards the end of last season, I think all of us were really happy to have him back, you know, coming back oh, for that yeah. second loan. Like, he was looking, he was looking, he was putting in some amazing performances, and I think he was, like, first in all of our stats, you know, most interceptions, most tackles, most everything. Um, <laughs> someone will probably correct me on that, I'm sure, but... um I, I I want to say Sabios. He's the he's the, he's the name, isn't he? That you would think of, but I I don't know. It, it, they, the, there's a case for Elmeni. There's a case for um, There's a case for Willock. I guess it just depends if I don't think playing Elmeni and Shaka makes a lot of sense personally. Yeah. No, no. Um Especially against wolves. Um, so I would probably say uh, probably Sabios. Yeah. let's okay. see.
0: And Gav behind that, um, Louise seemed to pick up another head knock. He's always in the wars. I must say, I feel quite sorry for him because that was that was a painful one. When you arrive there and you clear the ball before the centre forward has his shot on goal, that was, just, that was just re- it was just reckless by their centre forward. Yeah, it was pretty honest. reckless, wasn't it? It, it was like it was leaving his studs in, you know. Yeah, he, he, was, he, was, head,
2: he was he was he was, no, he was nowhere near the ball. He, I mean, the, the
0: ball was gone before he shot the I thought that was dull. <laughs> uh, right, Mustafi was I mean, quite good. Was quite good
2: tonight. He was solid, right? Yeah, no, yeah. Though no, Louis, you know I mean, it's so again the who... Louis starting. You've got to think that he's going to, you know, he's possibly going to start against Wolves as well. So it's a little bit more experience and creativity. If, yeah, yeah. Well, True, exactly. From uh, if I yeah. does go to stick with the four at the back, uh, which I hope he does. But yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Really, I mean, if it's. If it's Jacko, it's got to be Ceballos with him. Uh, and like I say, the only other choice really is whether or not he plays similar to what he did tonight with Lacazette in that role, or he plays Woodhuck in that role, which he has tried, but obviously Woodhuck at the Leeds game was probably still a bit spinny after crashing his car before the yeah, game. So, uh, Is that what happened? I didn't hear about oh, that. Yeah, he... Sorry, again. We'll yeah, you no, around. go on. I mean, if you want to, yeah, you, you basically he was he was coming off the M25, yeah, and he sort of cut across a couple of lanes.
0: and In his Jetson.
2: Yeah, and he sort of the, he sort of gone out wide on the on the sort of the slip road, hit the barrier and spanned the car around. It. I mean, he was lucky. That could have been so so much worse. Yeah, I mean, he did con- it. You know, he did control. You know, controlled it quite well, but. I think that was just literally bef- Was that the day of the Leeds game or the day I before? It was literally, yeah, either the day or the day before.
1: I think it might yeah. have even been the day, actually. Yeah.
0: Crazy. Wow. Okay. So That's you're ridiculous. a bit shook up from that. But um, so obviously, like, what, Tierney on the left, Louise in the centre with mm-hmm. Gabriel on the left?
2: Got to be. On the left
0: of him? or mm. would Yeah. You and then have who do so. you put? Hold, do you put Holding or Mustafi?
2: I'd like say, I say, I think basically he's going to go with a, a flat back four, really. Uh, okay. So That'll be, uh, Bellerin, yeah, Luis, uh, Gabriel but, Tierney. Yeah, I, I, that's that's what I think he, he's ideal like, is, and if you're playing that, and then you're playing Xhaka, mm-hmm. uh with two other midfielders, then he drops Xhaka, back in. Xhaka almost becomes the third centre back sometimes. Uh, On the left. Yeah. I mean, I, I, as just said, it's. It's not as easy to say, OK, we're playing a 4 this game. Uh, it's, it's generally different formations de- depending on whether we've got the ball, whether we haven't got the ball, whether we're you know holding for a little while or whether we're, you know, we're trying to break. Or it, it, it's all very, very fluid, which should confuse the opposition uh, when it's not confusing us. <laughs> uh, that that's the, that's the thing when it comes to to sort of lining up like that. you've just got just gotta make sure that the players know exactly their job, so right I think I think that's basically
0: what we'll what we'll do for wolves. Do you think maybe we're just going through this extended teething problem where where those um those f- transformation shifts those formation shifts haven't become kind of automatic, like M- Motasaki used to talk about those automatisms where like one thing would happen and automatically triggered you know like a formation change if somebody got a ball and set in a certain area just you know without even thinking you just you know would move into a certain shape do you think it's just taking longer or do you think um uh, how much do you think arteta is at fault for trying to make players play in formations that are cramping otherwise their you know their style their creativity and their ability to express themselves cuz you know Wenger always had that he was the opposite he 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 had very little into interaction with them during a game he he picked his team and then he put them on the on the pitch and and hoped that they'd figure it out you know mm-hmm. on the spot how, how much do you think do you think arteta as a new manager is is trying to be too controlly do you think he has um i think he is but he is i mean you, you you when you listen to him speak uh
2: he uses words like uh express express yourself uh mm-hmm. lo- learn how to take the risks don't be scared or afraid. So, mm-hmm. he's putting his positions in place, but then he, he's saying, don't be scared to take the man on. Don't be scared to take a risk. Don't be scared to try that ball. Uh, which, if he's saying it in the press conferences, he can only literally be repeating what he's saying. And
0: Hopefully, obviously yeah.
2: Pep, Pepe and uh, Rhys Nelson uh, have picked up on that because... They are trying, they are trying things. They are trying to take their man on. Mm. They are trying different things. Uh I don't think the whole of the the whole of the team is getting it. I think in some instances the wide players who are naturally like that anyway. That's what they you know, that's what they were basically born to bloody do. Uh Correct. they're getting that. But the rest of the team isn't quite grabbing that one. The players that would be more uh <clears throat> what's the word? More conservative in nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Zach is pretty conservative in nature. Yeah, uh, protects, he protects possession and yeah, 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 exactly. So I mean, he doesn't want high exactly percentages want give away give away the balls and and that's when you get to the point where we do get at some points where we're <clears throat> we're playing the easy ball and it, it's not an automatic, you know quick two touches and the ball's being played again. They're, they're sort of a touch and holding it at, you know, a split second too long. Mm. Uh, so I think it's a bit of both, really, to answer your question. I don't think there's a particular yes or no answer to it. I think some players are buying into that and buying into the freedom to express themselves a little bit more than others. Uh, right. And they, they all should. I mean, yeah, we want to see... I mean, we as Arsenal supporters, you want to see firstly you want to see us win and then you want to see us winning well and winning with style yeah but as long as we're winning that's that's
0: the that's the important thing well winning takes uh, the pressure off <laughs> a lot for everybody you know? i think some
1: some of, the, um, some of the some of the people i've been reading almost uh, want us to start losing in style as well i guess at the moment, exactly. you know?
0: losing in style is good <laughs> you know to Ooh. try. If at first you don't succeed, well, you know, try, try, try again. If you don't try and you don't <laughs> succeed, then you know, then what are you doing really? You should be you should be <laughs> <I> doing <know, laughs> something else. It was interesting to, tonight though, because um, it 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 reminded me a lot of of the fact that in the Premier League there's a lot of frustration you can tell during the game if you keep an eye on like Obama or, you know, whoever's occupying those front line spots. They're not they're not really um renowned for making lots of runs and making themselves available, but when they do, you know, no, four or five no. times in a row and nobody fucking tries to attempt, you know, to to reach them, that's got to kill you. You mm-hmm. know, and, to, and tonight, Lacazette was like, I, I saw maybe five or six chances in the last 20 minutes when he was playing more advanced, you know, he was playing off the shoulder. There was, there was like gaping wide places for a well, you know, well placed through ball and he'd make the run and and it just didn't happen. And it's just, that's got to be frustrating, right? You know, is that where we've broken down, Josh, Josh in the midfield, you know, finding those passes.
1: Midfield you know? is definitely, definitely a problem. I think so, th- th- there seems to be like, we play it, that double pivot quite a lot. And it usually means that two midfielders are uh, end up being quite close to the defense in terms of, or or in our own half, at least. Like, um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in our transition. So there's often, like, this gaping void, you know, where there needs to be at least one pair of legs, you know, so that we can create more triangles. Because um, there's no, uh, like, there's no forward thrust or impetus or urgency sometimes. Well, I think we saw a little bit of it in the second half today, to be completely fair. Yeah. And, and yeah. I think that when Mikel closes his eyes and envisions how he wants Arsenal to play, there are those snappy diagonal like i don't know it it just it just seems to be lacking in the in the league at the moment which is which is um it's very frustrating to watch some 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 of the games that we've seen recently especially against Leeds and Villa it just wasn't there at all you know um but
2: um i don't it, it just I, it just don't it just don't help it, it the, the whole situation can can sort of just basic base it. is it, i mean is it, this is the thing is it the fault of the attackers not making the runs, look, the midfielders haven't got the runs to hit the ball to them to. Or is it the fact that the midfielders have stopped to make the looking pass. for them passes, yes. so mm-hmm. the midfielders, so the attackers aren't making them runs? And it seems to be a bit of both.
0: There's yeah. both, Yeah, a, it's a, communication. Almost
2: like a, it's almost like a little disconnect. And sometimes yeah. the whoever is playing at number nine. The, the, the gap between them and the rest of the team Crazy! It, yeah. it's, it's massive, especially if you're it's not hitting balls yeah. quick. So, the, you know, they've almost got sort of either the midfielders have got to almost break their line and you know run five ten yards with the ball, or the attackers got to you know got to drop back. Uh, yeah. I, I think there, know, was, there was there was one actually one move in the first half that I really liked, and uh I don't know who had the ball. Uh, but it was Reese Nelson and I think it might have been Maitland Knowles had the ball. And Reece Nelson sort of dropped dropped back as it as it this is on the left hand side of the pitch. He sort of dropped back mm-hmm. to get the ball. And then as Reece Nel- as uh Maitland Knowles has sort of gone another yard with the ball, he's then sprinted on and he was found straight away. So he sort of dropped back to mm-hmm. get the ball. Anticipated the ball. Yeah. And then he sprinted forwards, which created a, a gap straight away. And I think he got, I think we ended up with another corner out of it or whatever, but it was just that movement that he's dropped back and then yeah, sprinted forwards. The mm-hmm. So it sort of, it, it gives the defender again, something else to think about. And that's something Look, we don't seem to be doing as, as much of it as well. So there's lots to be concerned about, mm. but again, we've just won three nil away. Yeah. That mm-hmm. was, the, uh, the you know, in, you know, in a very cold cold environment, it looks out there as well, uh, on a dodgy pitch, which the ball seemed to be sort of sticking, especially the first half. So, yeah, you know, w- we should be quite happy, really, shouldn't we?
0: Yeah, and listen, we've done great. We've done really well in Europa League. I think we've won 11 out of 12 games. I think we've only lost one away game in the, in the whole Europa League against Colne. But um, it was interesting what you're saying about the, um, you know, like the, the ball carriers, Josh, is I noticed that when somebody does decide to, like, you know, go out on a limb, whether it's Mustafi or Holding or Willick or, you know, any of those guys, they pick up the ball from deep and they make a run. You see these guys, like, standing in front of them, like, as they run towards them, thinking, like, what, you're running towards me? You you know, you, okay, you're here now. <laughs> well, now we're both here. And now they've got the ball and we both have to run back. It's like, it, I, you know, I, I seem to remember, like, you know, at, at least you knew if somebody was doing that, you had to create – Some kind of movement, create a space for them or do it's. It's strange when you watch somebody running for 25 yards up to somebody and they haven't moved. They've been like, You're not allowed, what? You're not allowed running with a ball. Yeah, it's kind of, there's moments like that that I think really like. like,
1: (laughs) It's weird. I've heard like a lot of people saying that maybe Mikel kind of micromanages the game in every aspect of the game too much. Like, I think what we want to see is because he's, he's, I think it's undeniable, right, that he's definitely brought a defensive solidity to the team. Yeah. You know, yeah. and 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 yeah. in fact, we can sometimes look quite good in defence. You know, like it actually, it, it it's it's um it's I enjoy watching how we line up um, in, in when we don't have the ball and and how. I don't we, think we've conceded we a goal
0: in to... set pieces in the Premier League. Yeah, we're the only true. team. Yeah. So sorry, interrupted. Yeah. But... No, no,
1: no, no, no. That's true. Okay. That's true. Um. And barring, you know, barring um, the two, the, the games to Villa and Liverpool, I, I don't think we often let more than one goal go in, you know? It's, yeah. not, it's not frequent that people are scoring two, three goals against us. But it, I think what we're itching for is that kind of like defensive um, rigidity and solidity that Mikel has brought, but maybe coupled with a bit of Wenger's kind of laissez-faire approach to attacking play. Because because yeah. I think what's happening is when someone does grab the ball and charge, just like the, the, the kind of um, play that you just outlined, and you're right, they, he does usually approach one of our other players and they don't quite know where to go. And it looks like they've been told, like, you occupy this channel, you know, this right. is your channel. So <laughs> um, you can't go anywhere else almost, you know, whereas what they should be doing is like thinking on their feet and just quickly you know vacating that space and and creating another pocket somewhere else i mean again this is all just spitballing kind of uh, yeah, a, i don't yeah, know yeah. i don't know how true that is oh. but um it, it feels like that sometimes like we just don't have any imagination on or, or much imagination going forward
2: at the right. so, i mean i, I kind um, of i, I can't no, just sorry just to go on with that poll. i mean i I mean, me, me and yourself were the age where we remember when George Graham took over, and the first thing he did was build the build the team from the back. Right. Uh, get true. you know, get so, I mean, Wenger didn't have that problem or that issue because he inherited. No, he inherited, one inherited one the, it. Yeah. In, yeah. In, in, inherited one of the best defenses. Them and the the famous back four of Milan uh, yeah. is the two best defenses in the world ever. Yeah. Uh, in world football ever. There, there's you know. Stats, nice. trophies, and longevity prove that without a shadow of a doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I say, George Graham, he, he built the defense and he trained the defense, and we made ourselves hard to beat. Mm-hmm. And then it's a good place to start, with, right? Well, you've got to, I mean, at the end of the day, if if you're keeping a clean sheet every game, uh, you're not going to lose too many. <laughs> I mean, you're yeah. not going to lose any. Well, you uh, can't lose, yeah, yeah. you can't <laughs> lose, so it's you know, it but yeah. The fact that we are defending well uh, is brilliant because I mean, our defence has been a shit show for like a decade. You know, ten years now, it's been absolutely appalling. And you know, the fact that yeah, we've got three or four decent centre backs that we can play, and Mustafi, right? (laughs) He's a good position to be. (laughs) And Socrates,
0: Uh, yeah, he's he's being paid not to play.
2: Yeah. (sighs) uh, I'll pay him not to play as well. To be fair, <laughs> uh, but so I mean, it's a it's a good position to be in, and, and it, it's probably the right way of doing it. And yeah. it hasn't cost us too much money either yeah. to get into that position. He's more or less seen what we've got and worked with what we have got. And obviously, there's you know there's some very good scouting and a decent amount of money that went on Gabriel. So. We're we're in a good position defensively. Um, yeah,
0: Gabriel and Tierney are. I mean, they're two for the future. I can I see those them. guys for the next yeah. ten years. You know. Yeah. I mean, oh, can you easily. imagine? Can you imagine having those two around for ten years? How if we can fill in the other two, we're we're halfway there, right? And
1: we've probably yeah. already actually close to filling in at least one of them. I don't think. Yeah, a lot of personal issues, of course, and I think if he goes back to Saint Etienne. On loan for the remainder of the season, that will be great. But I think that guy is—he's going to be a monster for us as well. I really well, have
0: seen enough to to really validate that. You know, okay. I don't feel—I mean, I, I I want to believe the hype. I didn't get to watch him as much as probably all the Saint Etienne watchers might have. I mean, what I what little I saw was the Emirates Cup or one of those games or something. I saw him play. He seemed pretty yeah. solid.
2: The thing, no. I mean, the thing—the thing about centre backs is they don't often mature. They don't often mature until their mid to late twenties. True. So, I mean, the fact that Gabriel was coming and done so well is really, really uh, an exception to the rule. You don't Very generally true. get centre backs that, are that good at that age, and that's my issue with with the Saliba gentleman. Uh, Look, like I say, it probably is. Maybe it could be one, two, three seasons before we actually see a decent quality player coming out at, coming out of him. But in the meantime, you know, Holding is looking—he's looking quite good. Holding, dare oh, I say it?
1: Lovely.
0: Listen, I'm a Rob Holding fan. He, like that—that that FA Cup, that the Chelsea FA Cup. I just, I've, I've mm. and as far as I'm concerned, like the guys were singing his praises in the Tollington after that game because he had Costa in his pocket. He didn't put a foot wrong. He was he was awesome. Definitely I think he's part. combative. He's consistent. I think he's got good ball control. You know, people don't rate him. I think it's just because he's losing his hair a little bit and they're just <laughs> jealous or whatever. Um, tell me something, just to, to switch gears completely. So I heard um, today that um, Awar had been has been suspended or something because he's not going to training. Has anyone heard that? Have you heard oh. that?
2: Yeah, I've heard that, yeah. Gab, have you heard that? Do you think um, yeah. there's a chance
0: he might make a move in January for somebody like that? Or
2: I, I think, I mean, doing our sets, I must know look where we're missing. Uh, and like I say, that's why they've tried two or three different players in, in that role over the last two or three games. Uh, we're desperate for an attacking... Comp- Batiff midfielder Mm -hmm. who's going to contribute, you know, with double figure goals for the season. Uh, Mm -hmm. We're that desperate. So if there is any money in there or there's any wiggle room to get anybody out in January, then Mm. if it's not him, it's going to be somebody else. Uh, Even if it's a loan deal, they're going to have to take a chance and get somebody in. Do you, do you see anyone the leaving? The
0: do you see anyone clearing clearing anyone out this January? <sighs> or Was it just going to be a like a lame lame dead rubber? Lame well, they're going to they
2: they're going to try their utmost to get rid of Ozil, obviously, uh, because you know he's becoming a bit of an embarrassment uh, mm-hmm. to the club uh, with his social media antics, etc. Uh, so they'll they'll they will be. I mean, they're they're probably trying, and they've probably been trying since august to try and get somebody to pay his wages you know you know for a team look and an area of which us would be happy to bugger off to and play in uh obviously suck as well uh i mean our squad is is pretty bloated when you look at it uh you know it, it's it might be a, a case of a few smaller deals uh, to get some money in uh, It might even be the case of Reese Nelson getting a loan Deal, um, uh, Smith Rowe Getting a, a loan deal, Chambers Getting a loan deal mm. uh, it, it might be the case of some of Those players going out On loan, even if there's no Fee, just to get their wages off the books To balance somebody else coming In, so there so maybe- is That, but I mean I don't think you know, it, it very, very shocked me if cronkey sanctioned uh, a 40 50 million pound deal mm. without any without any income coming in uh yeah. even if they are looking at it as a a long-term deal and, and offsetting as the one's stock rates wages when they uh when they leave at the end of the season right
0: um last little thing because uh today obviously was um i think it was today the days seem to go on and on. But um the death of Diego Maradona, did you guys have any um kind of anecdotal experience about him? Um, any thoughts that you wanted to add about Maradona and what he might have meant to you guys? Josh?
1: Uh well, you know, he's a legend, you know. <laughs> he it's 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 very, very sad for the the footballing world to to lose the character which is Maradona, I think. And also all, I'm, I, I'm, I i i do not know how if anyone can validate this if either of you guys, but is he like an Arsenal fan or oh. is that his English team? Like, what? I saw Gav
0: Gav posted mm. a, a newspaper cutting where he wanted to join Arsenal after Boca Juniors, right? We That's had a, the- we yeah. Had a, um, didn't it we was, have an it, agent down in, in Argentina who who was headhunting all of? It, it was it was about like I say. I mean, this is this is early eighties. Uh,
2: and it was right. around the same time that,
0: Tottenham and the league bought over.
2: It. That's the story. Uh, so, yeah, tell uh, us. Sorry, uh, I interrupted. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean that, that that's the story. The story is is that the league didn't want to sanction them as overseas players, but then at the same time, Tottenham bought over. Our dealers uh, and the other Same. fella, uh, Ricky Villa. So it, it, that sounds a bit of a of a weird one as well. And I think there was probably a little inquiry somewhere along the lines about whether or not that was possible. And my thing with, and um, I don't think I'll ever get over, he's cheated goal. So I, you know, I mean, you know, I was. 13-14 when that World Cup happened and, you know, I had a picture of him handballing it on the back of my door and I used to growl at him every time I looked at it, <laughs> which was like, you know, it was on, it was on my bedroom door, you know. I and just, the, just the second goal, you didn't have
0: a picture of that
2: one, right? No, I didn't have a picture of that one. I mean, there, there's no undenying the fact that he's one of the most talented players there's ever, ever been. Mm. And I like the fact he was a bit of a, a maverick uh he lived his Rebel. life very, very fully. Uh he probably kept a few Colombians uh very, very well paid. Colombian cities. <laughs> yeah, very, very well <laughs> paid for a very, very long time. So I mean, you know, he he played hard, he lived hard, you know. That's it. But like I say, do I you know I don't that's the thing. If he didn't if he didn't handle that goal, I'll be immensely gutted and be absolutely waxing lyrical about him and how well loved he is all over the world. But yeah, like I, said, I just won't get for that really. Do you know what I mean, I was,
0: I, yeah, I can relate, you know, when, with our 2010 world cup, you know, the first African world cup and it was in South Africa and then um, Cameroon got all the way to the, you know, to the point where Luis Suarez handballed that line, that goal, you know, the, the goal of the line and extra time and, and then, you know, they lost the penalties and stuff, It was just like I fucking hated Luis Suarez forever <laughs> after that. I cursed him. I cursed. Then when he was going to join, you know, there was a chance for him joining Arsenal. I was like, I, my brain couldn't compute the idea that I might have to suddenly fucking support this that, absolute yeah. prick. I could not stand him.
1: You know, that was actually going to be my question to Gav, was actually, like, if he ended up... If, if, if Maradona ended up playing for Arsenal, do you think he could have forgiven, forgiven the, the handball?
2: Uh, again, if, if it was around, isn't it? See, this is, this is the other one. I mean, it's, it's quite documented that uh, certain sections of the Tottenham support around the Falklands war were bringing out Argentinian flags in the crowd uh nice. wow, okay. so yeah you know, even I, more reason to hate those twins yeah well there, you, you, there's there's never you know you don't really need a reason to hate them do you? No, but another do you know one is always but, good <laughs> yeah, uh but yeah so if if he was if he was with us around that sort of time, then I would have hoped that they would have sold him to be fair, uh, 'cause I mean, but again, like i say he's a very very proud argentinian you know he's. He's probably, you know, one of the, the most loved Argentinian people ever. Mm, or definitely. Argentines ever, ever three, in right? their home nation. I mean, he's a yeah. he's a complete god. You can only see by the by the outpouring of mm. grief, emotion yeah. and celebration, uh, for yeah. him, which like I say fair play, he deserved it, he earned it. It's like I say just work my cup of tea and I'm I'm kinda of glad in a way that he, he weren't at Arsenal when the, the Falklands was going on and all that. Do you know what I mean? Awesome.
1: It's
2: yeah, an interesting perspective,
0: actually. Anyway, lads, just, yeah, I'm a, it's, it's I'm coming
2: up to an, starting. All right, it's
0: coming up to <laughs> an hour, and I just wanted to, um just you know, just <laughs> thank you both for tonight. It was good to have a chat, and Josh, I hope you join us again. It was yeah, no, good, Josh. Just thank- jump j- jump in again, mate.
2: Thank Obviously, you so much.
0: Not, oh, c- come, come, game
2: game. Your dad ain't on. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank
0: um, you. I'm thank I'm you, so, I'm, shaper- I'm chaperoning him. <laughs> um, anyway, guys, it was great to have you, and we're rounding up uh, an hour right now. I hope all of you listening have enjoyed the pod. Um, we'll see you again after Wolves. Um, have a good week and take care.
1: Happy <laughs> that's the one. Thanks, guys. Okay.
0: Take care. Bye.